What the is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers and. Today, we're going to be talking about beers and why so scared? Scaredy cats, you baby back bitch, baby back ribs. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! I saw you bop it up and down while I was saying while I was saying the intro. Yeah, and you and it almost distracted me. Oh, okay. I almost broke, but, but you uh, didn't. But I didn't. You're a professional. But I didn't. Here we are. Actually, funny story before I introduce the show because who cares if, if if who knows what who we are? I was watching a uh, scrolling through videos. You know, America's favorite pastime yesterday, yeah. and happened upon this video of Gal Gadot. Yeah, and her talking about how she's one of the easiest actresses to break. Like, oh, really? Like, she'll break no matter what. Huh. So, uh, Chris Pine apparently calls her Giggles Gadot. Oh, my God. Which I thought was so funny. That's brilliant. Giggles Gadot. Giggles Gadot. <laughs> Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Beer's End. Sorry, that was a little hot. Nick and Alex here, as always. Hello. We are having a new beer today, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, why don't you come to YouTube and check it out? You can come to our YouTube channel, Beer's End Podcast, uh, over on the YouTube also on the Instagram and the TikTok. So come follow us there. Come check out what we're posting. And uh, you can see the beers we're going to drink. Exactly. All by the same name. Beers and Podcast. Beers and Podcast. Thank you, Nick. You're Nick, very welcome. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I went to go and get my oil changed. And no, that's not a euphemism. I uh, went to go have my tires rotated. Also, also not, a, not a euphemism. Also not a euphemism. This is a very boring day so far. Yeah, so far. Uh, but I got dressed up for it. Because I had to also go and discuss my lease terms. So I felt in my mind, I was like, let me not look like a schnook. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm taken more seriously. And uh, I probably shouldn't say the name. Well, no, the, the dealer it's is fun. a nice guy. But then uh, they introduced themselves as Wolf. And I thought, well, this is what I'm working with here. So uh, that's not a name. That's an animal. Is, was that his name, though? Nope. Just a nickname on his card, though, is Blank Wolf Last Name. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Okay. And, well, then, and then the gym. So, you know. Uh, Nick, Nick has been very productive today. I uh, had work earlier. Yeah. Although we're not going to talk about that because I hated it. We, it was okay. We both had the saddest 32-year-old mornings. <laughs> we really, You know what? Uh, sad, but also right on par. Right on. Right. Yeah. Exactly where we need to yeah. be. Let's get to the beer. Yeah. No condensation. Condensation. Everyone, welcome to our first Drowned Lands. I'm excited This is called Deep Terra. So, Nick, I don't think you've ever had... Anything from Drownlands? I don't believe so, no. So, so they're out at uh, Warwick, New York. Mm -hmm. This is a double IPA, 8.2%. So Ooh. it's a little up there. A little hefty. Um, I would say that in my experience of Drownlands, they are a little different than what we're used to. How so? You're going to get more of like an earthy tone in, in the IPA. Ooh. Something some, we really don't have too much. I think there's, it says on the can, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere, it's, I think it says like rich dirt. Yes. Which, so I didn't know they're a farmhouse brewery oh. founded on an old farmhouse. And they're, um, that's their saying, dirt rich. And their motto or their like um, mission or slogan, whatever, is to pay homage to the dirt that I it was built like on. that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. We were actually just at a brewery this weekend in... Without me? I'm so sorry. You son of a gun. I know. I'm such a... I am a real... I'm a real piece. Scallywag. Real piece. Um, but what was interesting... So this was out in New Hope. Um, if I could remember the name of the brewery, I would, but I can't. So in I don't. PA? 
Uh, yes, just over the border. I feel like I know, but... Uh, but what it was interesting is that they built themselves as a farm to tap, which I thought was very like interesting. That. Yeah, we had some actually pretty... We both had some pretty good drinks in them. I think I had their farmhouse ale... Um, which I love, you know, me. Oh, yeah. Um, Big Saison guy yeah, over here. Yeah, I know. I, just because it's the most pretentious sounding um, is really what it is. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Is that a farmhouse out? No, no, no. No, it's a Saison. That's a Saison? No, 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 no. <laughs> Je suis le Saison. Sorry, I, got, I just got distracted. I have, I have to tell you this, but I feel like I need to show you the video before I tell you. Okay. So, teaser. In between episodes, I'm going to show you the video, and then we're going to talk about it. Oh, but you have to remind me. Okay. Okay. You have to remind me. You have to say, show me Alex, that video. show me the video about pouring beer. Oh. Ooh. Show me the video about pouring beer. Okay. I'm interested because I, I, I love how that there are myths and there are superstitions sometimes in certain ways, much in the way that pouring anyone is like the whole idea. And I love this. The whole idea of like letting red wine breathe. Total bullshit. Is it really? Yes. Oh, because I believe that. Yeah, they say like, oh, you put it in a decanter. No, that's it's not. Oh, I mean, I would I would just like let it sit can, open on the counter for a couple minutes. Yeah, or that like you can put it in the cla- in the glass and it gets the same amount of of air. No okay. matter what, realistically. You so you don't swirl. have to let wine. Breathe. No, you don't have to really let it breathe for really? any like extended period of time by. Really, any means. That could be a lie uh, as well, but I feel like I, I heard that quite recently uh, as being the case. So I'm going to stick with it because it makes things interesting. You are my authority on wine, I oh. would say, <laughs> at least in my uh, in my proximity. So uh, so I'm going to trust you. As a wino. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to trust you. Sure. Um, so really quickly, let's get into the question of the day. What We're sticking got? with the theme. Are you, do you have any unrealistic fears? Oh, we haven't even said what our, our why so scared. Oh, do I have any unrealistic? We, ha- we haven't. You're right. Um, phobias. By phobias, the way, which is what we're talking about. Phobias, folks. Keep up. Um, do I have any fears? Uh, unrealistic, like irrational fears. It, it's probably like an undiagnosed disorder, but like I do have an irrational fear of putting on weight. I am okay. horrifically afraid of ever getting heavy. Yeah, I don't think that ever, that has like an actual uh, name. Like an actual phobia name? I believe name? it's called obesophobia, oh, if for I'm real? not mistaken. Yeah, I found a, a very extensive list at one time, uh, and that was, oh. I believe, one of them. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, that's... Terribly irrational. I would say that's probably good for you because that keeps you healthy and for um, the most part, right? Yeah, but it's like to a to a probably an unhealthy degree at Healthy times. to an unhealthy degree. Exactly. Um, okay. What about you? I'm a bit I of an like acrophobe. Meaning? I have a fear of heights. Oh, yeah. Do you uh, really? An intense fear of heights. And I don't even have to be up somewhere high. Like if we were on the streets in uh, Manhattan yeah. and I looked up at a tall building, instant anxiety. Really? Yeah. Just like imagining being up there. Huh? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I developed vertigo a couple years ago. So oh, uh, I didn't. You know, that's awful. It's my, terrible. My like, mom has that and uh, that can strike. Yeah. At any time. Well, I have it specifically when you look up at, at particularly oh, you do. tall structures yeah interesting uh, yeah it's i don't recommend the first time sorry mom first time my mom ever got vertigo we were in church and, oh, and she God. it had never happened to her before so like she f- started to not feel well and i like got nervous because i was 
you know, younger and like she was fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's when we found out that. Talk about either like a 50 50 shot of either having like a religious experience or, or vertigo. vertigo, one or the other. I mean, yeah. The spirits prefer, are moving through me. I'd prefer the religious experience. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that could lead to even more problems, okay. potentially. Let's get, let's get back to the beer. I love this golden colored. I say it all the time. Hue. This is what I want. My IPAs look like this, this, like straw golden. It's a beautiful color, a, nice and nice hazy. Yeah, nice and hazy. So this is um, made with. So they have a little bit different of a like a base. Yeah. Let's say so. This one's made with a blend of pilsner, Maris otter, wheat and oats, raw and malted. Okay. And then it is hopped with Matuka, Wakatu, and cashmere. Ooh, so you three, can smell the cashmere. Three Southern Hemisphere hops, which we love. Um, and on Untapped, it says super soft, creamy, delicate, packed with a bright tropical hoppiness i say we get right am, on in i am i'm excited for this up on this hopped up mm. okay so i got huge mango i didn't even taste it and i just smelt i smelt the mango that is fascinating the and mouth i don't know how they're able to get this that's, mouth feel. that's crazy right it's got to be the it's got to be their oat wheat oat base and I'm guessing it's a mix of both the dried and the malted uh, oats. Yeah, it's this is ooh, man. it's almost it's it's almost thick, but in a again in a very velvety yeah velvety and creamy yeah it, that is that's exactly strange what it is. because it doesn't have that sort of consistency at all. It doesn't no because when you drink it, it feels like uh, oh. this is going to sound silly, but like fluid. But when it sits in your mouth for a second. You, I know, right? Water's wet, right? Actually, that's not true. Only what water touches is wet. Correct. That's weird. I love that. Anyway, um, yeah, it like when it sits in your mouth, it's kind of more creamy, and you think it's heavier, almost like a syrupy, but it's it doesn't drink that way. It's interesting because of the the mouthfeel. I'm almost searching for a vanilla flavor. I don't know Thinking why. Thinking that you were gonna get like a milkshake IPA. Yes. Yeah. There. There. And there is no. Um, lactose in here. No, well, no, and you could definitely tell that again yeah. by the viscosity yeah. of it. Viscosity. Um, this is a phenomenally, phenomenally well brewed beer. Do I you mean, get the oh, earthy? Jesus. Like a like more of like an earthy. It's kind of hard to explain because it's meshed really well with the tropical flavor, but there's like an earthy back note. At to the, it. I was going to say at the very end. Yeah. Mm. More more like maybe not so bitter, like a soft bitter. I was going to say, there's really no bitterness Mm-mm. to this Mm-mm. whatsoever. And, and not much of the 8.2 no, ABV none, either. Not at all. This is super this drinkable. This is phenomenal. Yeah, this is super drinkable. You know, we've been having a really good string lately, and I think that this is undoubtedly up there. Mm. This is really good. It Give it to the biggest beer snob you know, and they will appreciate this, and you can, again, give this to somebody that's used to drinking Coors Light and would say, this is a tasty, yeah. tasty beer. This yeah, you want flavor course light? Here we got you your go. flavor. I got your flavor yeah. right here. Right here. Right here. Over here, over here. Yeah. Over there, over here. Over, over here, over there. <laughs> over there, over there. Wherever. Over here, over there. This I'm is, loving this. I'm much higher than the untapped uh, rating. I mean, I, I feel like I am too. So it's uh, 4.15 out of slightly under 4,000 check-ins. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say much higher than I'm that. I'm higher. What do, you, what do you got? I'm going to go more of a... Maybe much higher might be an exaggeration on a scale of five. Um, I'm going like a 4.35, yeah. 4.4-ish. Yeah. Like, this is very, very... I, I could drink a number of oh, these. Yeah. I'll meet you in the middle, 4.37. Perfect. Yeah, that, Perfect. that's how I this feel about this. This is absolutely super delicious. tasty. I can't get over the 
like the mango pineapple like nose in there because I think it really assists with the flavor. But it's not sour at all. It doesn't have any of that no. sort of, uh, you know, it's stone fruity, but not to the point where I would say it has notes of or additional notes of stone fruit. That's coming explicitly okay. from the hops. So on on here, I didn't wow. get this before, but some of the some of the Absolutely we're tasting notes are orange peel. Okay. Which I would say not so much. Gummy rings. Yes, peach gummy rings. Yeah. Oh wow, that yeah, is very sure. specific. And uh, peaches and cream, which I would say so with the mouthfeel. Yeah. For sure. I am. I am very, very impressed. If their other beers are like this, I undoudededly want to come back. They've, they've all been pretty good. Them. All the this ones that I've had have been pretty good. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would crush. I mean, so many of these. Yeah. This is dangerous. Too. Un, unrelentingly. You can almost have have it. It's a standalone beer. I feel like I. I could have it with my meal. Okay. I also feel like I could have it afterwards. Like this would almost be a, a, a nice even like after dinner beer if there are such things. Uh, I mean, realistically. Well, yeah. yeah who's any beer you no? have after dinner is an after dinner beer. Well put. Thank well you. put, Thank friend. You. That's just like whenever any meal you have is the first meal of your day is breakfast. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. But like I could have this afterwards if you put. Definitely. If you put out some like nice. Stanky cheese, yeah, with some with some raspberries. And you know, it's some funny you say that, Nick. I'm going to get to my brew news in a minute. Oh, um, does it but have it has, to do with stanky with, cheese? It actually does. Um, but yeah, this is great. Um, actually, I wouldn't mind like a an orange wedge in here. It's on a here. it's a super 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 grown up blue moon. Way better than Blue Moon. Way better. Yeah. This is Way what, better. what Blue Moon wants to be when it grows up. Yes. yes. Blue Moon is the community college version of this Ivy League so, beer. Oh, fair enough. With this, I would say this is probably the Stanford of beers. Oh, the Stanford of the beers? Yes. Okay. I like that. A bit haughty toddy. Yeah. A bit, a, bit, a bit up there. <laughs> yeah. Just a... <laughs> you got to make sure you, uh, you know, know an alumni. I like how we've really... Before you get into we're it. We're really out of our depth at this point. I love it. It's fine. <laughs> Let's talk about... Phobias. Yes. We didn't tell anyone, so why are you so scared? We want to talk about the irrational, intense fears that everyone has, or like most people have, right? Most people have have one. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So just very briefly, what a phobia is, is what I just said, an irrational and intense fear of a specific object or situation. So according to the National Institute of Mental Health, Mm -hmm. approximately 8.7% of people or about 19.2 million American adults suffer from one or more specific phobia. Interesting. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but I think it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I know that just based on like a recent news story, someone was talking about, again, the elections in like Wyoming, and they had made reference to the fact that Wyoming is a state of less than 600,000. So you're talking... No way. About, oh, yeah. There's no one that fucking lives there. I'm talking about... More than 10 times the amount of people that live in Wyoming. Wow. Yeah. God damn, so, the Great Plains, man. Yeah, right. The, why, do, why do we have them? It, yep, what well, do we need them to, for? To fly over. <laughs> Fair enough. So the actual list of phobias is limitless. Extensive. As, as, um, as we've kind of talked about off air. Yes. A little bit. But the intensity varies from person to person, too. I, I love that that is the caveat for it being a phobia. It's not just simply, I have a fear no. of. No. There is that irrational aspect of intense it. Mm-hmm. like and i'm going to go over the um the symptoms in a little bit because there's a few of them yeah not only psychological but also physical too 
So you could, if you were phobic, you could be subject to one or all of these. You can become dizzy, shaky, sweaty, or even have heart palpitations. Hmm. Um, terror, so which would be a consistent and intense fear of the object or situation. Uh, you become obsessive, obsessive thoughts about it, finding it hard to think about anything but your fear, the desire to flee the situation, and even anticipatory anxiety at like the next time or situation that you may come in contact with this phobia. You know what? I think I do. I have a fear, and it developed more recently than not, of seeing anything that comes through like porous materials and whatnot. Okay, so have you watched The Boys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know when they when you see who's the mm-hmm. who's the, the the scales? The deep, yeah. Can like physically those are those mix, are a little awkward. But even like so there was a beginning sequence Someone of stuck a, their finger in oh, there. Right? Dude, don't even <laughs> see, don't even sorry, talk about it. Like can't, 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 can't. Okay. Found myself <laughs> hiding my eyes anytime I thought that they were going to show them. There was an opening sequence also to an American horror story once where something had seemed to come through like holes. Oh, yeah. In the, in the intro. Can't, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. do it. Like it, in the it intro. makes me like physically like. So it's funny you say that because I actually like I'm an off topic. I'm not affected by gore. No. U- usually. Yeah. But I finally found something that bothered me enough that I couldn't watch it. Go on. And it was an American Horror Story. Oh. One of the stories. Yeah. I don't know. If, have you been watching this no, season? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I won't get too much into it because it really grosses me out. But there's an episode. It's called Milkmaids. And it's about um, people in the time of smallpox. Oh, God. And this, this one girl gets cowpox. Supposedly, cowpox is, is like an antidote oh. to smallpox in the show. But she like has these sores on her, and like people. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I couldn't we're, watch we're, it. We're I couldn't watch it. Okay, anyway, all right. All right. So, the, so here's a list of the top twelve most common phobias in America. Okay, okay. So we have misophobia, which is a fear of germs or dirt. I would mm-hmm. say I I know a lot of people who are like that. Yep. Um, Terra Merhanophobia, which is a fear of flying. Okay. Didn't know it was called that. Uh, there are social phobias, fear of social situations and people. I know some people like that. Trypanophobia, which would be a fear of injections. Oh, okay. Pretty common one. Um, astrophobia, a fear of thunder and lightning. Oh, yeah. Which is not the same as another one that I saw, which is a fear of storms and thunder that yes. makes loud noises. Two yeah. different, okay, two different phobias. There's uh, Sinophobia, the fear of dogs. Hmm. Agoraphobia, fear of not being able to escape, and I think that's uh, like tight places, kind of claustrophobic, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Acrophobia, which is a fear of heights, like I just talked about. There's ophidi- ophidiophobia, a fear of snakes. Arachnophobia, a fear of spiders, which I have a little bit, but I think I'm getting over. Um, nyctophobia, fear of the dark. And dentophobia, fear of the dentist. Really? 12 most common in the U.S. And I've got none of them. I know... Um, at least one person that has, well, not one Multiple? person that has, no. I know someone who has most of these. Really? Like, uh, maybe not all in one person. Yeah. But I, I know people who have almost all of these, except for oh, maybe fear of dogs. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, maybe a couple of them. So what I did learn, and I don't know if you covered it all, is that most phobias seem to stem from something that did happen in one's childhood. Yeah, I read or that. Or during 
they really haven't figured it out right. where they exactly come from, but they come from just like the base fear response. Huh. They're innately rooted in there, but they don't know where the irrational part comes from, like right. you said. So I'm going to get into a story later um, about a celebrity, and it's going to kind of like allude to what you said, something that happened in her childhood. Really? That, yeah, that, that gave her the phobia later in life. Huh. huh. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to kick things off then with, um, and we had chatted about this real quick that, you know, I'd started off looking at, you know, okay, is there a list of celebrities with phobias? And then I kind of went from there. So by the way, my uh, sources, uh, Wikipedia, um, which by the way, started donating a dollar to at least once a week. Good for you. You know what? Had to do it, folks. Take the time. You know damn well that you look it up and use Wikipedia on a very regular basis. I will admit that I did do a one-time $10 donation. Yeah. Something to keep it there. They're, hey, they're a great free resource. Absolutely. Yeah. So Wikipedia, uh, a website called verywellmind.com, and another one called fearof.net. All right. Okay. So um, are you familiar with taphophobia? I think so, but explain it to me. So taphophobia is the fear of being buried alive due to incorrectly being pronounced dead. Oh, man. Many a great movie have, have played off this. Many a yeah. great movie. That's, that's, a, uh, that's a unique one because, like, I'm terrified to be buried alive. Are you really? Yeah, but, like, I don't, like, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like, well, I'm, I'm not irrationally fear, afraid of being, being buried alive. Yeah, like mispronounced dead, I guess. So, interestingly enough, and that's due to modern medicine. Prior to modern medicine, it wasn't considered to be like a totally irrational fear at all. So, for example, in 1905, an English reformer by the name of William Tebb, he had collected a list of 219 near live burials, 149 active live burials, 10 cases of live dissection, and two cases of awakening during embalming. This sounds... Grave mistakes, and pun not intended, but like, oh, this, that's terrible. Christ. It is. <laughs> Actually. It is. So, William Tebb. Hey, thank you, by the way. You're very welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. He, along with a man by the name of uh, Walter Howden, or Hawden, uh, had formed the London Association for the Prevention of Premature Burial in 1896. And they had campaigned on improvements for death certification and for the building of, quote-unquote, safety coffins with warning systems to notify a person or if a person was mistakenly declared dead and buried. So, again, you would see there are some, uh, you know, if you go to some, like, old cemeteries, they might have, like, a little bell that'll be on it. And yeah. the bell would be connected no down to— way. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what that was. Like, that's the— there's a, a a misconception that the term like "saved by the bell," like the term comes from that. Mm. It's a it's not. It, oh, it's that's not. not. No, 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 no oh. it's not. But that's Man, one of awesome. the ideas. So there are, however, many legends that helped support the theories that this happened a number of times. In fact, one funeral director had claimed that quote, nearly two percent of those exhumed were no doubt victims of suspended animation, meaning that these people had been in a coma. Yeah. And were not technically dead, but they were buried as such. Oh, my God. One of the most famous examples was a woman by the name of Anne Hill Carter Lee. 
So she was actually the first lady of Virginia from 1791 to 1794, and she's the mother of Robert E. Lee. Oh. She had fallen ill in, it's either 1804 or 1805, I couldn't find like an exact year, uh, who had apparently died and was later saved from the burial vault by a sexton who had heard noise coming from her casket. So these burial vaults, they used to build these things. They must look like, and and again, you know, I'm not trying to be crass, so no one make a weird juxtaposition, but they almost- don't even know what crass means. In poor taste. I know. Oh, sorry. (laughs) They almost look like these, like above ground, almost like, like kilns or pizza ovens. Almost, oh yeah. Like almost like above ground, like morgues. Yeah. I think yeah, morgue, you know, is actually a perfectly much more appropriate. I, way I of prefer pizza oven. There. Yeah. Cause they are, they were these, these like stone structures and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so apparently that happened to her. There are a number of famous folks who were nervous about the similar thing happening. So Chopin, the composer. Yeah. When he had died, he was so afraid of this. When he had died, he requested his heart be cut out to ensure that he was dead. George Washington requested that his body be laid out for three days to ensure that he was dead. Uh, But I put down here, though they took enough blood from the man when he was sick to kill him twice. Uh, And Hans Christian Andersen and Alfred Nobel had both asked for their arteries to be cut open when they were dead. Wow. Yeah. People were that that afraid afraid of it, and it is a horrifying. There are a number of stories you could hear where like people would then subsequently be like exhumed, and you would see, you know, that these people would have like bloody nubbed fingers because they, they were would, trying to trying to cr- yeah they would crawl you know trying to scrape their way out and scratch their way out. Yeah, Son of a gun! Insane. All right. Well, on that note, I'm gonna give you uh, from what I remember of the video that I saw, in case you're ever buried alive, how to get out. Of your oh, casket. Okay. 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 So you, you, what, if you realize you're in there, first thing is don't panic because there's only a finite amount of air. Right. So you need to like limit your movements, control oh, your breathing and keep yourself alive for as long as possible. Then get out of your shirt, tie it around your head because you're going to have to break the casket yeah. and the dirt's going to fall on you and you can't, you know, you don't want to suffocate in dirt. Right. So if you tie the shirt around your head, there's a way to tie it. So that you, you tie it completely so it's shut, but you can still breathe. Yeah. And then when that happens, all your force to try and break the casket. And when you do, the dirt is going to come in and you just do your best to kind of shimmy up above the dirt as it falls. And shimmy up above the dirt as it falls. And eventually, if you keep moving and keep like kind of pushing the dirt down while it falls on you, you can get out of, of the casket. I don't even want to have to imagine. Didn't think you were going to hear that, did you? No, I didn't. And I don't even want to imagine. I'm hope that, God forbid that happens, I'm already so dead, or so dead, so old, where I'm just like, you know what? Just in case. Just leave me be. Just in case. Hey, you know what? Maybe somebody wanted to get rid of you, and you're young. Oh, in that case, you better fucking hope I die. As I say all the That's time, right. you better hope it kills me. And even if I'll it does, he'll probably you. come haunt you anyway. Whew, that is terrifying. Yeah, that's uh, not something you want to be uh, in that situation. No. But uh, just in case. Yeah, there now, you go. Now you're somewhat prepared. There you go. Tie okay. your shirt around your head. And uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Fight then. for your life. Thank you so much. Literally. Okay. Let's go to a little bit of a lighter 
situation. Okay. So I got curious. Um, I wanted to really focus on like the weird phobias, mm. you know, like the, the off the wall ones, the ones that not really everyone has. And that even though they're all irrational, that these particularly are like silly. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of boring. And I was like, maybe, you know, maybe there's some celebrities who have weird phobias. So that's exactly what I found. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about some of these folks. Okay, okay. So like, and here's my thinking while I'm doing this. I'm like, they're normal. They're just like us. Right. You know, they everyone's afraid of something unless you're like, I don't, I don't even know. I can't think of anyone who's that badass. They got a- Danny Trejo? May, no, he's too. He's machete. Yeah, no, I know. You're right. You are correct. They, but he's got to put his pant legs on one You're leg right. at a time. One leg at a time, like the rest of us. Um, okay, so here are some celebrities and their strange phobias. So Kristen Stewart, mm-hmm. much like her ex Robert Pattinson, is an equinophobe, meaning she's afraid of horses. Um, this is actually what I alluded to before. The origin of this is when she was a child, she was ejected off a horse. Listen, that's injured. That's a very scary. Oh, absolutely. These are terrifying. Yeah, exactly. They're They're mammoth beasts. And when you're a kid, you get launched off a horse at like eight feet high. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's scary. Um, but she had to get over this because when they shot, um, Snow White and the Huntsman, she had to ride a horse. Huh? So she, she battled this fear and you're going to see this with the next one too. Scarlett Johansson. ScarJo? Yeah. ScarJo. What is ScarJo? I, I, terrified I'll of birds. Okay. Which, by the way, I think they're remaking. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And they're also remaking Arachnophobia, which is actually appropriate for this episode. It's very appropriate for this episode. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll chat about that yeah, a we're little bit later to. on. Okay. Oh, good to hear. Um, really? The, the whole, you know what's interesting with the birds thing is that I know in um, Italian, like, Italian culture and whatnot, yeah. that birds are often like bad omens. To All begin birds with. or just crow, like a crow? No, a like birds, in, like the idea, like if a bird ever flew into your home, move. Get out. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that is called ornithophobia. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then when asked about it, she said it's, and I quote, it's something about wings, beaks, and the flapping. Apparently this this runs in her family, oh, so okay. it makes it kind of hereditary. I don't know if that's like an anomaly or um, or like just that's how it goes. I don't know, but that would she's be interesting. A, she's another one who had to get over this because when they they filmed We Bought a Zoo with uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, yeah, or was that of, Matt Damon? No, I was no. confused. Yeah, no, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. <laughs> yeah. See, if you say it with a Boston accent, you can't Mark tell Walker. who, you can't how it, yeah, it's Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. It, could, it could be Ben Affleck, but, could, it could be, but it's probably You not. can't confuse but those faces. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. So this one doesn't have a name, this phobia. It's that ridiculous. Kylie Minogue apparently has a fear of clothes hangers. I feel like I've heard of this really? before. <laughs> okay. So this is new information for me, but she hates putting can't things away. out of my closet. No, I don't want to hang I forgot that was her. I was like trying to think of Kylie Minogue songs and I can't. So that means she's... Yeah, I'm so sorry that I knew it. So not I, great. Kylie Minogue songs <laughs> so quickly off the top of my head. So apparently she doesn't like the noise they make when you put them in the wardrobe. Interesting. Which I feel like is a very English thing to say. And yes. Well, that's what they... Well, because they usually don't have closets. They've got a separate piece of furniture usually. Like an armoire. Like an armoire. Yeah. Which might be more pretentious it's than a... Than very a, French. Yes. Why are there so many French things? It's very yes, French. Yes. I put my saison in the armoire. <laughs> that's a terrible place for a beer. Ah. Ah, oui. <laughs> Fuck you. Oui, oui. Okay. 
So this one's one of my favorite phobias, but one of my least favorite families. Oh, okay. Okay. Kendall Jenner suffers from trypophobia. So trypophobia, you might be familiar with the fear, but not the, um, not the name. Yeah. This has got to be a tough fear because I feel like so many things can set you off. But this is the fear of tiny holes in weird patterns. Oh, that's like the, that's... Like yeah. what you were explaining before, kind yes. of. Okay. Yes, 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 so yes, yes. So she proclaimed that some of the things that might set her off are pancakes. And I said, waffles? Oh, no, because have you oh, ever... pancakes, because when you cook them so in When the... you put that first... Okay, okay. Yeah, before you flip it over the first time, okay. you've I got see that. You. Yeah. Yep. Um, huh. So pancakes, honeycomb, okay. or lotus heads. Okay. And I've heard people say that, um, like, pieces of coral, like coral reef... Oh, I've heard of them that. because yeah. of the interesting, of the and that that is something that I'm that doesn't bother me. But when I look at those things, I can I kind can of under- see. It I can understand it because it's very like, well, especially why are there so many holes on you. Especially because of the fact is that I think that we associate perhaps as like again as like I think human beings to see something in a pattern is one thing, but usually to see like I think like holes in irregular patterns that to me would imply there's burning or something is hot and it's acidic and it's like hmm. that's not okay. good those are not the things that i thought of but uh okay i don't know i am not a a a that is my new favorite word psychomawadalist nicole kidman all of these has, all of these women are are also <laughs> the most gorgeous women on the face of the yeah. planet so i'm glad that yeah. they're all being brought down to earth actually cameron diaz was on this list but i didn't I didn't think that hers was interesting enough. Oh, okay. Because she's over it now. Oh. And now, but I'm going to say it. She has. She used to have a fear of doorknobs. Oh my God! I asked Nick about a like a particular like phobia I should look up, and he had said the fear of doorknobs. Doorknobs, really? Yeah. So apparently, she she would polish them so much yeah. she would take the shine off of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, she would. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so she has lepidop. This is Nicole Kidman. Yes. Lepidopterophobia. Okay. Which is a fear of butterflies. Oh, so she goes on to say uh, how she doesn't like the feel of butterfly bodies, but has no problem being covered in cockroaches or jumping out of airplanes. Oh, okay. Again, irrational. Yeah. Yeah. And those 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 comparisons are not no necessarily you, like you would think like nope exactly. No. This is another nameless one, um, Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. He's afraid of antiques. Oh, I heard about this. So much so that he won't stay in a room with pre nineteen fifty furniture. What kind of a dick, though, do you have to also be and just be like, uh, what kind that, of an eye? That you Ottoman. Have have? Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know you have enough money when. The dude who's afraid of antiques but can spot them from a mile from away. From a mile away? That makes no exactly. sense. Exactly. Okay. We're going to okay. have to get going over here. I see that that coffee table is clearly Edwardian and. Uh, I don't. I don't fuck around with anything. That's uh, it, when is this armoire? Is this armoire from 1949 How or is do it you go anywhere after a dude, while? I don't know. You can't stay anywhere. I don't know. He's a weird dude. Okay, how about this one? My favorite elf in yours, Orlando Bloom. Okay, has swinophobia. Is fear of pigs? Aptly named for fear of pigs. Really? Uh, I read that a loose pig on the Kingdom of Heaven set yeah. sent him running. Huh? Yeah. I wonder why. Running. I don't know. Um, Megan Fox has a list of phobias, multiple, but the one that sticks out, and I'm going to say it: fear of germs. Okay. Normal. Dry paper? I don't get that one. But As opposed all to papers wet dry, paper? right? Yeah, I have no like toilet paper is not dry no, yeah. all the time. Um, but she has a fear of photos and videos of herself. 
Oh, that's so, so weird. So much so that um, it was written that at the time of the Transformers premiere, she had like a bunch of champagne to even go see the movie. You're in the wrong industry. Right. Right. What do you do for a living? And just, oh, I pose for video and pictures. But I'm also afraid. But of I'm that. also irrationally. I, I never look at my own work. Also, another note on Megan Fox because I saw this recently and that blew my mind. So she's dating Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like a, an interview came out. Apparently, they like drink each other's blood. Oh, I heard about that. And then was yeah. asked about it. Did you see the interview? No. So she was asked about it, and she like kind of played it off. She's like, "Oh, we only do it for like ritualistic things." Oh, and then and then like, yeah, it's and only then when was, we're summoning the dead, right? And that was really it. Like she kind of just like said it, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay." And she was like, "Oh yeah, like like he's really serious about it. Like you know, he'll be like, open up your soul.'" And, but like, yeah, it's it's weird. I, I'm gonna show you the interview. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Someone go and help Megan Fox. <laughs> Maybe she's into it. I don't know. And here's my last one. I said, lastly, but not leastly. Okay. David Beckham has a taxophobia, which is apparently very similar to OCD. So he's reported to be like a mild-mannered, very kind person. Yeah. But gets, quote, very upset when things aren't organized by color, size, and quantity. Oh, that's interesting. That, that's a new one. I don't, well, yeah. I can understand being frustrated by it, but like to have like a fear and then like to get like lash out yeah. against it. And the only reason why I'm trying to like mildly defend is because if you were to go into the closet right now, everything is color coordinated uh, and then it goes by sleeve length and then by collar <laughs> okay. uh, as well. So I mean, I can that just sounds like organized. Kind yes, but I also get very upset if there have been times where I've gone in there and I'm like, Oh my god! It, the the shirt's on the hanger backwards, and it's not buttoned up all the way. Are you way. a taxophobe? Uh, no, no, I think I think yeah, the OCD. Yeah, spot of it. The just, OCD. A, just a touch of the OCD. The OCD. Oh god. Yeah. So um, I like those. So they're uh, you know they're normal people. They are normal with, people. with irrational, not normal fears. What is one of the most common phobias, however, and I believe that you mentioned we it before, talked about it, yep. is arachnophobia. Yeah, you ever see that movie? Uh, that's what we're about to talk about. I love arachnophobia. Let's go. Great brown, movie. brown recluses for life. Yes. So it's a 1990 film, for those folks that don't know. 1990 film from Frank Marshall. It's just as old as we are. Just as old as we are. Uh, in his directorial debut, uh, starring Jeff Daniels and John uh, Goodman, yeah. uh, and produced in collaboration with... <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Yeah. 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 First produced by Hollywood Pictures, which is actually a subsidiary of Disney. And I would oh, never didn't know that. guess, okay. you know, considering how tight Disney is, you know, even then, uh, for a budget of $22 million and wound up grossing just over $53 million. So oh, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, doubled their investment. Um, so for those folks who aren't aware, um, the film is exactly what you think it's about. A small town in California is invaded by aggressive and dangerous spiders. So according to Marshall, his intent for the film was to be reminiscent of the birds. Oh, interesting. Right? All Stating, right. Uh, quote, people like to be scared, but laughing like a roller coaster. Hmm. No one wants to be terrified. Hmm. Which I think is kind of the case with arachnophobia. Like, okay. there's something humorous about. I'm also not afraid. Of, you know me. I, I'm not afraid no. of spiders yeah. at all. I love spiders. Yeah. Um, so I can appreciate that. I've gotten better about it. Now only like uh, big ones. Okay. Like yeah. if it's too big. If it's too big. If it's a, which if I it's haven't a, encountered in a, in a while. If you at night 
all of my windows, and I don't know why, but we have massive, big old spiders. Oh, yeah? That all on the outside. Yeah. And I love watching them because they catch everything we, I you used, could possibly imagine. I know I'm interrupting you. We used to have a, a big MFR on our porch when I lived in Hazlitt. Oh, really? That like, lived there for like two months in the summer once. And uh, man, I mean like... Bigger than a than a half dollar. Oh yeah. Like, oh, some like of these guys big. get pretty pretty because they're they're eating well over here. And they're nocturnal. Some of them. Yes. I've, I've begun to learn. For uh, I was gonna say for us, I know. Like if you look now, nothing. Yeah. Almost all of them you'll see. But they'll come, come out down later at night. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So uh, Jamie Heineman, the guy from Mythbust, uh, Mythbusters, uh, and I said I go. I, not sure if it's the one, the Wilford Brimley mustache one or the or other the guy. Or the Wilford Brimley mustache one. Exactly. But I said, frankly, I don't care to look it up. I'm just telling myself that it's the one with the beret and the Wilford Brimley, Brimley mustache. Okay. Uh, so he worked on the film. Um, and it was one of his oh. first like special effects film work, uh, film jobs. And he had claimed that most of those effects were done really simply with uh, like magnets. It was a lot of like magnet work. For like what, the spiders? Uh, yes, for the spiders and... Even more so, like for at least the fake spiders. Oh, okay. Because what they actually had used were just over 300 Avondale spiders, which are from New Zealand. Okay. Now, the reason why they had used these particular types of spiders is because of their larger size. They're unusual. Oh, yeah. They're big. Oh, yeah. They're unusually social lifestyle. So, like, these spiders are... Actually, like they're called uh, again, uh, Avondale, or sometimes they're called like um, Huntsman spiders. Oh yeah, and they'll sh- like they share with one another, like in their colonies. Like what? yes, like if one of them kills something, like everybody will go Ooh, ahead and like, like eat that. from it. And they're genu- uh, generally like harmless to humans. Okay, that's nice. They were guided around because you obviously can't train a spider. Okay. So they were guided around the set by uh, either heat or cold. Like they would change the areas no of the uh, of the set. They would use vibrating like wires to go ahead and and get them to move in certain directions, or they would cover certain surfaces in lemon pledge because oh, which like scared them away. Yes, they refused to walk on this lemon pledge. That's crazy. I said that the Foley artists, so those people that make the sounds, must have had a field day. To create the sound of spiders being crunched, they stepped on mustard packs and potato chips, like bags of potato I chips, which I think is awesome. I love that. Genius. So like I said, as I noted, you know, the film did pretty well. It deb- uh, debuted at number three in its first weekend behind Ghost. Oh, wow. And Patrick Di- Swayze? Yes. And Die Hard 2. Oh, wow. So, like, Two bangers. Absolutely. So to come oh, man, in came out the third... Wrong time. But to come in third behind the two of them, yeah, pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah. Um, and as you had kind of noted, again, it was just announced in June of this year that uh, a remake would be produced with Marshall as the executive director uh, and directed by Christopher Landon. Uh, and then I said, because why, why would we ever be allowed to have one nice thing done right one time you know, it's, ever? You're right, because it's actually not a, like a bad movie. No, it's not. It's and not. It's, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, you're gonna. It's gonna be all, unless I'm wrong. 
Unless I'm wrong. We love being wrong. They're going to do it all fucking CGI yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And to me, that's just going <laughs> to take. They're away not going to bring 300 spiders on set. I hope they do. You think? They, if they you could do they it in 1990, they could do it now. I'm going to look these MFers up. They're not super, super big. Oops. They're like. Um, it's the ones co- that they use for the brown recluse, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're not like huge, huge. They look yeah, big in the movie. Avondale. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think you should no thanks. Um, so I had uh, on on this note the other night we spoke. Uh, I worked late at a different shift, mm-hmm. so the first night or the first day, I should say, I was going into work. I saw a spider web in my car, like all all in in my my window. What did you do? Well, I like got rid of the webs. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, if I come back later and the webs are here, I know the spider. There's a spider in here. In here. Yeah. yeah. So, there were, and now it's night, and I'm like, ah, shit, they usually come out at night. Shut up. So, I'm like waiting, and this this happens to me a lot. Well, not a lot anymore, but it used to happen a lot. Motherfucker, right down Shut in front of- Shut up. All, it, dude, all the time. It's like they wait in my in my little thing. In the visor? Yeah, in the, thank you, the visor. And then they, they're like, oh, he's not paying attention. And I see it, it looks like a piece of lint. And I'm like, that's not lint, that's not fuzz. And I went, boom! I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, oh, I got it. Oh, meanwhile, but I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't get it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I found a little like baby daddy long legs. Yeah. Recently, actually, right over where my 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 yoga mat is over there. Mm -hmm. Do you know that I fucking swept around it because I was like, I don't want to disturb you at all. You You, do what you have to do. You know, they're poisonous. They are, but they they can't reach you because their legs are too long. That's allegedly the that what is allegedly the hell, my tattoo is for, is, is for a daddy long legs. Nature is you weird. know, I love it. I yeah. love it. My right. sparrow. Right, right. Nature Tell is... us your fears. Tell us your fears. But don't send us spider pictures. I mean, you can send them to you me. can send them to Nick. Yeah, that's fine by He'll me. Look at him. I don't know why my voice keeps cracking like I'm a three year old, thirteen year old. There we go. I was gonna say, what kind of three year old were you? I'm was not good at math. You know what? You don't have to have a fear of though. Not having another episode because there's going to be more. We've got our, our another micro brew coming up I was for you. Keep keep tuned for the micro brews. Yeah. They're um they're those are going to be fun. Short, sweet, to the point, like a shot of beer. Hey, ooh, do you remember when we used to power hour? Yes, I do. Like I don't think I ever actually power houred with you per se, but like just the the act of power hour. Yeah, I remember that. Was uh, uh, our buddy Steve used to have an '80s power hour. That l- he loved that. He recently said to me, he was like, "I can't find it." I can't find it. It doesn't exist anywhere. I don't know where it is. That was his favorite thing because loved t- it. They changed the song every minute, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Corey Hart's "Sunglasses at Night" was always his favorite song too. <laughs> it's a good one, right? You know, I wore my first bandana the first time I met Steve. Really? Yeah. Don't you remember the green bandana at the I, house? I remember you having many. That was, that was many the first time I ever wore a bandana. Really? Have you worn one since? No, and thank God. Oh. Oh, band- I'll bring it back. I mean, why not? Is it okay with like to be bald and wear a bandana? I mean, why not? I feel like it looks better with like hair. Uh, it depends. Coming down. It depends. You got to just carry around like a, a motorcycle helmet under your under your uh, oh. arm from now on. Yeah, and make it like look part of the costume. Exactly. You guys know what you're going to see next time. Well, while we go ahead and get uh, get Alex a bandana and a motorcycle helmet, and maybe make- a motorcycle. Yeah, maybe. But let's be. Come on, let's be serious here. They're probably not. Christina probably says not. no. No. All right, and and that ring says. That that's a done discussion. What ring? <gasps> dun dun dun. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Beer's End is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers And wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers and Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and One. That's on Twitter at Beers and the number one. Or shoot us an email at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.